I'm Robert from San Diego, California. I'm Cody from Sacramento. I'm Eric from Durham, North Carolina. Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like me. If you'd like to support the show like I did, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. I'm Jesse Thorne, live on tape from my house in Los Angeles. It's the Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest, Carl Newman, is the frontman and founder of the band The New Pornographers. For 10 years, well, more than 10 years now, they've been one of the most popular bands in indie rock out of Vancouver, British Columbia, a super group of sorts, uh, featuring many of that music scenes, or at least that music scene, circa the band's founding 2000s, Leading Lights. Um, they've got a brand new record. Let's hear the single from that album together called Moves. I believe you have something that's mine all this time. Start to see Carl, welcome to The Sound of Young America. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the show. I was reading that you worked on a train steel gang? Yeah, 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 back when I was like 19, I think. Yeah, it was my, it was my summer job. What even is a train? All I can think of is um, Cool Hand Luke. Well, it's kind of like that, except we weren't chained together. Um, we were We were there, you know. We, we we actually volunteered our services for money. Uh, it's like a long train that travels around with machinery and changes the tracks. So you have machinery that tears the tracks up, and you have, you know, machinery that puts new tracks on, and you need a lot of people, you know, just to be laborers and things like that. And I was like a really low-end laborer. Tell me a little bit about why you founded The New Pornographers in, I guess, 1997 or 1998, after you had been a member of a of a number of uh you know moderately successful bands uh oh moderately is is being very kind there thank you uh, i got to a point where i was really uh i was really t- i was really frustrated by my last serious band and i wanted i wanted to do something that was more for the love i wanted to do something that i felt i had a lot more control over like a band where i thought if this fails it's going to be my fault you know, I didn't I didn't want to have any regrets, you know, and I I'd passed the point where I thought I was going to make a living playing music. So I thought, just make a record that you want to make, you know, uh, I just I just thought, let's make music for the love of making music. 
And somehow that bizarre take worked. How did it feel when you were making the first album? Did you feel the whole time like you were making something that was just going to be uh, a goof, something that you were working on with your buddies? Or, or was there a point when you realized, man, this, this really is kind of something? Um, well, you know, everybody, when they're working on a record, in the back of their mind, they dream that people will love it, you know? And you're, trying, you're taking your music seriously and you're trying to make something good. But I never really thought anything was going to happen with it, even when we finished it. But there were points, um, especially listening to Dan's songs. I remember being in the studio, and we were working on a song called To Wild Homes. And it was playing back. And I thought to myself, I might have even said it out loud. It's like, is it just me, or is this awesome? Like, <laughs> I felt like there were points that what we were doing was really, really good. I When you decided that you wanted to have a band for which you were the res- the responsible party, so to speak, um, what did you want out of that band? What were the things that you thought, man? When I get when I get my own band, <laughs> it's going to be like this. I really don't know. I, I remember thinking that I wanted us to be a sort of party band. I remember thinking I wanted us. I remember thinking there there seemed to be a line. There were bands that were amazing, and then there were bands that were fun, you know? Uh-huh. But you know what I mean? Like, there are bands that are really fun, and you need to go to see them, and you dance, but you don't even want to listen to their records, you know? They're just a fun party band. And I thought, what if we were that fun party band, but our music was also really interesting, and you know? And I think, on a fundamental level, that's what we were shooting for at the beginning. That's a bit of the first song from the New Pornographer's first album, Mass Romantic, released in 2000, with Nico Case on vocals. It's the sound of young America. My guest is the leader of the New Pornographer's, Carl Newman. What kind of music did you really enjoy listening to as a kid? Like, as a in that period of time when you start to really be aware of popular music, when you're, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13? You know, I was really into Kiss. That was one of the first bands I became obsessed with. Uh, I really liked Cheap Trick. Um, You know, and then when I was around 12 or 13, I really got into the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Um, I remember, like, Hot Rocks. My older brother had Hot Rocks, and I thought that was the greatest album ever released. 
when I was when I was younger, I remember Changes One Bowie. I was really into that. I remember loving that album when I was like eight or nine years old. And like Talking Heads seventy seven. I remember my brother got that when I was a little kid. And uh, when the Talking Heads became really popular, about seven years later, I remember like talking to my friends in like junior high school and going, "Man, you should hear a Talking Heads seventy seven And they didn't get it. <laughs> they, they thought they, they thought, "No way, man! Like speaking in tongues is the record." <laughs> and even at, even at that young age, I was already the guy going, "No, man, I love their early stuff." Did you become like a new wave guy when you were a, a teenager, and, and new wave was uh, the was accurant? Yeah, yeah. I I I don't think anybody else thought of me as a new wave guy, but I I, I, I thought of myself as one. You know, I, I had like poofy kind of poodle hair, but I think from a very early age, like when I was a teenager, I realized that, you know, the styles of the time didn't really have anything to do with anything, you know, and that the coolest thing you could do was just follow your own, you know, follow your own drummer, you know? So I think... When when it was 1992 and I was starting my band Zampano and our biggest influence was Burt Bacharach, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't trying to be cheesy. It was just that I'd I'd become obsessed with the Dionne Warwick greatest hits, and I started discovering these classic songwriters like Bacharach and Jimmy Webb and Brian Wilson, and and I thought, well, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not chase something you love? Like why? Why do you have to sound like Sonic Youth or Pavement? There's already a dozen, you know, or I should say there's already a thousand other bands that are doing that. Like, why don't I just try and follow my own thing? And, you know, and of course, nobody wanted to hear it. But, you know, I always think it's important to follow your own thing. And, you know, and finally, when the pornographers came along and I was still doing my own thing, I felt a little validated that, okay, it was worth it. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your interest in these uh, traditional songwriters like Jimmy Webb. Um, how did you how did you find an interest in that music as something other than you know what is playing in the in the grocery store? Well, you know, I think when you're a huge music fan, you, you're um, you know you're always looking for the, the newest thing. But at some point you realize that there's a lot of buried treasures out there, you know? And you find yourself, like, at the thrift store or the Value Village just flipping through old records. And you'll go, wow, look at an Art Garfunkel record from 1971. Let's check it out. And sometimes you find amazing things on there. And, you know, doesn't everybody have that weirdo friend who has, you know, really obscure musical taste? (laughs) You know, the guy who's going, man, you haven't heard any Jimmy Webb? Oh, man, I gotta play this for you. So... I had a few friends like that. So it's funny because it's both really obscure musical taste and just compl- exactly the opposite of really obscure musical taste because you couldn't find more successful records than some of Jimmy Webb or, or Burt Baccarat's greatest songs. Yeah, I know. Like, like always something there to remind me or by the time I get to Phoenix, you know. Um, but, you know, I just when you dissect uh, some of that music, uh, you notice that it's not at all simple. It's not at all cheesy. Some of the lyrics are cheesy, but um, it's really sophisticated music, and I was inspired by it. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest is Carl Newman from the band The New Pornographers. This song is Bones of an Idol from their 2005 album Twin Cinema. We're lit by 
Tell me a little bit about your your process of writing that song and where it came from. This is gonna this is gonna sound almost incomprehensible, but um, when we were making um, Twin Cinema, we were using a uh, MIDI drums, you know, just to like map out the song. And when you would turn on the computer again, the MIDI settings would be wrong. So instead of drums playing, it would be a piano, you know. <laughs> So where where the snare might have been, it would be an F note on the piano. So we would turn on, and the drum part would be this weird, discordant piano part. And so one morning I thought, that discordant piano part's kind of cool. And I started playing along with it. I started playing, like, I don't know, like whatever it was, a G and an E. And I thought, hmm, maybe we could do something with this. And I began writing Bones of an Idol, but then the discordant piano was, you know... I got rid of it. I thought, we can't use that. It sounds stupid. But then, when I took that away, I realized I had the beginnings of The Bones of an Idol. You're speaking to me right now from Woodstock, New York. Yeah. Um, which uh, is far from a lot of things. and not that, not that far from New York, though. But it's still kind of far. It's only two and a half hours. That's, a, that's, that's kind of far to me. Yeah, but Vancouver's <laughs> way farther from New York. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, why did you choose to live there rather than, I, I know you previously lived in Brooklyn and you had lived in, uh, Vancouver for quite a long time. Uh, you know, we, um, I think we had this half-baked idea of finding a, a, a little summer home or, or like a little weekend home that wouldn't cost very much because we knew a few people who had that. And so we thought, let's go up and look. A friend of ours lived here and, um, and we ended up finding this place on the first day of looking that we really loved, which just happened to be in Woodstock, even though we were looking in all the surrounding areas as well. And it was more than we wanted to pay, but we just fell in love with it. We thought, you know, sometimes you you just go to a place and you get this feeling like this is our place. Do you feel comfortable in that kind of quiet and solitude that you get when you live somewhere rural? Um. You know, so far I like it. You know, some people go crazy when they uh, get too much solitude. But so far, I, you know, I'm liking it. It's nice to... I, and I think whenever I've been stressed out in my life, I've thought, I just want to go and live somewhere rural. I just want to live in... A, I just want to live a quiet life where nobody hassles me. And and now, you know, I've I've, 
you know, I've tried to build this little quiet place where nobody hassles me, and so far, so good. More with Carl Newman of the New Pornographers after a break. It's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI. Public Radio International. Production of The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. If you're interested in joining us at MaximumFun.org as an intern, you can find information on how to apply at MaximumFun.org slash internships. We're currently accepting applications for interns for the summer term. If you want more information on how you can become an intern at MaximumFun.org, just visit MaximumFun.org slash internships. MaximumFun.org is on the move, and we're headed to you, Midwest. Uh, You can catch The Sound of Young America live April 13th at the Second City in Chicago with special guests including Peter Sagal and, I'm not making this up, wrestler slash comedian Colt Cabana, as well as musician Robbie Folks and some great stand-up comics. Uh, You can also catch Jordan Jesse Go live in Ann Arbor on April 15th. Uh, Some talks from me and Jordan on April 16th, again in Ann Arbor, at the Ann Arbor District Library. Then we'll be back in Chicago for a Jordan Jesse Go live show on April 17th at the Second City with special guests, my brother, my brother, and me. So, I hope we'll see you, Midwest, in Chicago and Ann Arbor from April 13th to 17th. You can find all the information under live shows at our website, MaximumFun.org. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest is Carl Newman, the frontman and founder of the indie rock band The New Pornographers. Let's hear a little bit of uh, Valkyrie and the Roller Disco from their new album, Together. you briefly about these uh the videos that you've made for the band you've made quite a number of 
uh, uh, silly and funny videos. Mm-hmm. Um, the latest of which for uh, Moves, which we heard earlier, was uh, directed by um, a friend of this show, a good friend of this show, Tom Sharpling. Yeah. Um, and it is essentially a um, it is essentially a mock biopic of the new pornographers, in which each member of the band is played by a different comedian, about, mm-hmm. about half of whom have been guests on this show, and yeah. um, it, and and the idea of being a rock star is lampooned. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder why you've often gravitated towards making videos that are uh, that make. Uh, that sort of make a <laughs> that sort of make a mockery of i don't mean that in a negative way uh the idea of the of the world of rock and roll rather than something that's you know grandiose and um reinforces the majesty and mystery of of rock and roll bands well i think it's because we i mean we just don't I mean, a funny thing to say, but we just don't buy ourselves as rock stars <laughs> and obviously we're not you know. Like we're 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 a fairly popular indie rock band, you know, which is very different from being a rock star like Radiohead or Lady Gaga. Um, and we've never, you know, for that reason, we've never really wanted to be in our own videos, and we never really wanted to be the band like trying to look cool in a video because it's just laughable. So thinking that it was laughable, we we I think we would always just gravitate towards let's just let's just do something funny. Do you ever want to have that part of being a great pop songwriter, which I think uh, uh, many people would say that you are? I, I won't ask you to say that of yourself, but do you ever want to have that part of being a great pop songwriter where um, where you you know host the Sonny and Cher show, or you um, or, or you make a Lady Gaga video, or you just do something that's like really full or you or you put on a, a kiss stage show or you just do something that has that or you have or you or or you have a television show like the monkeys where even if it's funny or not funny it's just a grand pop thing have i ever wanted to do that yeah has that ever been appealing to you yeah i think so but i don't think it's really my place you know <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think i would be a good host of a variety show you know but I would love to work with somebody, you know, <laughs> like I, I would love to be involved in something like that and, and help write the songs or help write it or, you know, I, I, I think something like the new pornographers, I think was me like realizing, okay, I, I'm never going to be in a band like Coldplay, you know, like, I don't think I'm ever going to like be able to carry a band where like, hey, it's Carl Newman and three other guys I don't remember, you know, and where I'm the total star of the show. And uh, I'm the guy that, you know, the only person that anyone remembers. I think I knew when I started New Pornographers that I would work best as a part of an ensemble, you know, if I was like, you know, even though I'm the guy in the center and I sing a lot of it, I still I'm, I'm playing off a lot of other people. Well, Carl, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on The Sound of Young America. Oh, no problem. Nice talking to you. Carl Newman is the leader of the band The New Pornographers. Their most recent CD is called Together, and they're headed out on tour in April. 
Their tour takes them to San Francisco, Santa Cruz, and the Coachella Festival in Southern California, among other destinations. You can find more information online at thenewpornographers.com. Come on, tell us what we've won. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our music is provided to us by Dan Wally. Our editor is Nick White, producer Julia Smith. Our intern is Lindsay Palmer, and our development director is Teresa Thorne. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org, where you can download all of our shows for free. If you have thoughts about the show, you can email me directly, personally, at jesse at MaximumFun.org. We'll see you next time on The Sound of Young America. Production of The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com.